our question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. And now, starting for your Utah Jazz, at point guard, number 10, Mike Conley. And at shooting guard, number 45 on his jersey, number one in your hearts, Donovan Spider Mitchell. Small forward, number 23, Buckets O'Neill on Twitter, Royce O'Neill. The lover from down under at the other forward position, Joe Ingles. And everybody's favorite tourist attraction in the world, 27, the Stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert. What do you think? Not bad? <laughs> not too shabby. I mean, it's not. It's no Dan Roberts. Dan. No, no, no it but is. He's been doing it for years and years and years. That's right. <laughs> He's got one of those iconic voices. You know? Now watch that starting to line up be inaccurate today. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's still fun to do. Uh, yeah, we got jazz, actual jazz basketball for you coming up at 1230, tip off at 130 against the Thunder, where it all awesome. ended back in March. We're back at it here on a Saturday on The Zone. Austin Horton here at Utah Car Sense. Roger Parkin, general sales manager of the Mark Miller Subaru Southtown store is with me. Brian Brown producing for us, 855-340-ZONE. And I teased before the break that I've got a the, the strangest animal in a, store, animal in a car store I've ever heard. And that inspired one caller to call in, 855-340-ZONE. And I apologize, I don't have uh, the name of our caller here. Greg. Greg has a story about an animal in a car for us, uh, and we'll, we'll get Greg on here. Greg, thanks for calling. Welcome to hey, the Greg. show. Yeah, you bet. Uh, I was uh, yeah, I was 20 back in the 80s, or maybe, yeah, that's what I, how old I was. And my <laughs> friend, he was a trapper, and he was out trapping bobcats. And, of course, he caught a few bobcats, and he has to put them out of their misery, and he put him out of their misery and put him in his station wagon and drove out to Taylorsville and went in the house, got something to eat, warm, came out to get him, and one wasn't dead. It was alive. What? And he never did, yeah, he never did tell me how he finished it off in his car in the middle of his neighborhood, but it trashed his, his, uh, station wagon oh i'm sure there wasn't a shred available left in the inside that thing oh my gosh it, yeah it looked like a ribbon factory inside that station wagon. yeah and just knowing how crazy he was i, I had to believe that story because he it, <laughs> it just only things like that would happen to that guy greg have you seen oh the movie talladega nights no. Okay, there's a scene where, there's a scene. where Ricky Bobby's father, uh, <laughs> it, it makes him wrestle a cougar out of his back seat, uh, a live cougar. And that's that's what I'm picturing as you tell that story, a bobcat. Yeah. Now what? Was he just a bad shot? How did he miss point-blank bobcat trying to put it out of its misery? I don't know. I don't know what is. Maybe it glanced off and knocked it out or whatever. Superman Bobcat is what it was. Bulletproof. Yeah, it was a big, healthy one, I guess. But uh, And I do like Shawshank Redemption. Every time I see that thing on, I have to watch it. It's just awesome. For sure. Even though I've got it in the the collection, I can just turn it on commercial-free 
If I'm flipping channels, yep. I'll sit and I'll wait through the commercials like an idiot. It's that good of a movie. Yep. Well, yep, Greg, I thanks do. for calling in, buddy. Get... What a story. Yep, That's thanks, amazing. Fellas. See ya. 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. Wow, that, that is that's He's lucky he didn't wake up as he's driving down the road. Seriously, though. That's, I've, heard of, I've heard of similar things where you, you're out on the deer hunt and, and your, your, your uh, game will not be as dead as you thought it was and it will wake up, but then it just kind of bounds out of the truck. I've yeah. never heard of it. Of a bobcat being left inside a car and shredding things to pieces. That's and what would you do? You can't, you can't really open the door. You'll no. die. So I don't know. You, you got to open it and run. I don't. I don't know what you would do. I don't know, man. That's that's a crazy story. Well, also crazy. Uh, you, you hear stories from time to time of cats or squirrels or birds or ducks or rabbits or whatever climbing up in in. The, the engine block because it's cold outside and that's a warm place for them to live or to sleep or whatever. Well, this story, uh, the Toucan Rescue Ranch, which is located, where is the Toucan? I'm going to guess South America, the Toucan Rescue Ranch. Uh, let's see, Costa Rica, so Central America. This story out of the, the Toucan Rescue Ranch in, in Costa Rica shared uh, uh, some news about an animal seeking refuge inside a car that I had never heard of before. A female two-toed sloth (laughs) snuck into a truck's engine bay and was discovered 40 miles later when they came to a stop. The sloth was uninjured. Not a scratch, not a problem. She, She apparently was asleep. When they, which that's not that shocking. It's a sloth, but they right. got they got done uh, with the drive and heard uh, like a purring sound, and it was the sloth snoring uh, inside <laughs> the engine block. Uh, they they took they rescued the sloth, got it out of there, and have now are now rehabilitating it. And it's fine, and it will be re released into the wild. But uh, it, or if not taken to one of uh, Costa Rica's sanctuaries or zoos. But I've never heard of a sloth, and they no. don't know why. Well, it's not like it's cold in Costa Rica. They don't know why that sloth decided to crawl up into that engine block. Maybe it was the only uh, source of shade around at the time, but just crazy that it, it, it found its way into that engine block, but then also 40 miles later was just fine and had no damage to it. That was totally nuts. So there you go. To piggyback on Greg's bobcat story i hit a bobcat once actually no more accurately a bobcat hit my car once <laughs> Where uh, i was driving uh, i was right outside malad in idaho okay. i was driving up to hang out with a, a friend that was at byu idaho for the weekend and i had actually borrowed i didn't have a car at the time that would make it uh, anywhere past the grocery store and back and so mm-hmm. i borrowed my brother's car and of course borrowing my brother's car in this bobcat it did like a headbutt to my front wheel. It, oh, it, 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 I didn't even have time to see it to slow down. It just like jumped headfirst it right into my wheel and bent it all to hell. And it, it oh. unfortunately passed away, the, the bobcat. But uh, I, I don't say I hit a bobcat. A bobcat hit me because that is what happened there. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, all right. The greatest invention to the, the, the history of man, air conditioning. And it's history inside cars. Roger, you were talking last hour about 
you you were seven years old when we went to the moon. Yep. That means that you are old enough or experienced enough, I should say, to remember before air conditioning was standard in cars. I will tell you the first car I had with air conditioning ever was in 1992. Really? Yes. Before then, it was four windows down, huh? It was 460 air, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know what air conditioning was in the car until, you know, well into the 90s, <laughs> wow. early 90s. It, no, I knew what air conditioning was. I just didn't own anything with air conditioning. Well, yeah. uh, the, 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 the modern miracle of air conditioning came first to commercial buildings in the 30s. Or, or no, right around the, the, the late years of the 20th century. But in the 30s is when it started to come to private homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, although it was the arrival of mass-produced window AC units in the late 40s that first brought cooled air into most people's homes. Uh, up until the 40s, it was rare. It was just the, the elite of the elite that had it inside yep. their homes. But when it came to automobiles... Uh, it was the, the AC, the automotive AC did not make its way until the mid fifties, but it was not a standard feature no, until the seventies, right? Yeah. It, well, it wasn't a standard feature. Gosh, you could buy, you could buy a Toyota to sell or a Toyota dual drive pick or pickup trucks without any AC clear into 93, 94. Hmm. And it cost a thousand bucks to put it in. At the dealership or at the factory, hmm. but we would order in most of our base model vehicles with no AC. Hmm. That was your sixty nine ninety five special, or seventy nine ninety five with AC. You know, yeah, uh, it, 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 manual windows and locks, no power, and no power steering. Yeah, well, so, and as I'm reading this uh, this history of the automobiles air conditioned units, it, it says that the first standard issue uh, car that came with it standard was the Cadillac Eldorado Brougham Brougham I don't know how to say that B-R-O-U-G-H-A-M Brougham yeah something like that which came in 1957 but it was still not commonplace to see until uh, the late 70s Uh, and even then uh, most people as you said did not have their first air conditioning car until the 80s so yeah, I can I can still remember when my parents put a swamp cooler on their house that I grew up in. Oh man, that you, do, I, do you see swamp coolers anymore? I uh, see swamp coolers all through my neighborhood. Which do you? Is amazing. And actually, now I said I think my sister they bought a, a home that was built in the twenties, and that's got a swamp cooler on it. But uh, boy, I'm I'm so grateful for forced air. Neither one of my grandparents' houses had coolers on them. Mm. Bands and that was it. (laughs) As recently as 2010, you could still get a quote-unquote sweatbox version of the Hyundai Accent and Elantra, Kia Forte and Rio, Nissan Versa and Frontier, Dodge Caliber, Jeep Wrangler, Chevy Aveo, Honda Civic, Mazda 3, Mitsubishi Lancer, and Toyota Tacoma. As of 2010, those all came still with the option of no air conditioning it. Tacoma? Yeah, this is is what it says here. I, I don't know why... You would want that? I don't think we saw any. I I left our Toyota store in 2010, and I don't remember AC being optional from 90, probably 96, 97, or definitely by 2000. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, this 
This says the Tacoma pickup was the oh, last no. holdout at Toyota. The bare bones trim didn't get AC until 2011. You know, you're probably right. Most of them put value packages on that had AC in it. So that's, that's true. You probably I'm just had no that. one that was willing to buy one without AC because who would? Yeah, I know uh, back in the early 90s, uh, if you went to Arizona to one of the Toyota stores there, they would advertise a loss leading pickup truck. It says two wheel drive, black pickup truck, no AC. That they literally would scratch the side panels. They'd advertise it for, you know, two three thousand dollar loss just to get people in there, huh. and tell them if that if you want that price, that's the one and only truck. <laughs> Otherwise, let me show you the rest. Jeez, <laughs> oh, the tricks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah the, the games that car dealers have played over the years. You know, we wonder why people don't like us. Hmm. But uh, it's been well earned. Yep. Uh, in fact, the 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 last vehicle that they that they say in this article that came to have standard uh, AC available was the Nissan Frontier pickup that had to wait all the way until 2018, where you wow. did not have to pay extra to get AC in that car. <laughs> that is that's absurd. Uh, I, they ought to be ashamed of themselves uh, for doing that, but. Well, it's, it's, think about manual transmissions. Can you drive a manual? I've driven a manual twice in my entire life. If I had to do it today, I would be a massive failure. I'll tell you that. You know, one of the things I have to ask employees that I'm hiring, because I, we've got to teach them if they can't. Yeah. Is can you drive a man, manual transmission? We still have cars that have manuals, not lots. But, you know, the STI and some of the, a lot of the WRXs and, you get a few foresters, a few prospects with manual transmissions still, but there are very few young adults that can drive a manual transmission now. Yeah. In fact, when I had my uh, my car in there, my Outback, or my Outback, my Crosstrek in there for tires and oil a few weeks ago, and I had the, the loaner that they gave me, they asked, hey, can you drive a standard? Because that was the the one that was readily available was a standard. I think uh, I think in Preza, I could be wrong. But, uh, and I said, I can, but you don't want me to drive a standard. <laughs> yeah. I know how it works. I don't know how good I would be at working it. So, That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Jake Scott, who's coming in to host the pre-half and post-game shows here today for the Jazz broadcast, he texted me and said, for a long time, he had a 92 Civic that did not have air conditioning in it. Yeah. Ugh, yucky. Yuck, yuck, yuck. I, I could not live. I could not make it. Now, I had a car in high school that uh, a 92 Ford Taurus that didn't have uh, working AC, but it had AC, it just didn't work. And so what I did is I bought these little fans that I mounted on the dashboard <laughs> and had them blasting all the time. That's, that's uh, <laughs> we've, we've opened up a, a can of worms with the air conditioning stories, though, uh, Roger. 855-340-ZONE. Love to have our callers call in and share their stories. And uh, we've got our friend Jack back on the show. Jack, welcome back to Utah Car Sense. Go ahead. So my friend has a restored 1955 Cadillac four-door, and it's got air conditioning, and the units in the trunk takes up about half the trunk. Oh, my gosh. It's got the scoops on the side of the car to get the air in back there. Wow. Uh Plexiglass or glass tubes that go across the top of the ceiling, and, and the air comes out of those. 
I missed it. It's a it's a fifty five Cadillac, you said? Yeah. With the cold comfort uh series in the trunk? Unbelievable. That's yeah. crazy. The, how, how does it work? <laughs> does it work? I should ask. Uh, he doesn't, that's the only thing he doesn't have restored yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, once he has it restored, that'll be a, that's a beautiful. I like those 50s Cadillacs, but I, yeah. the, 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 air, the AC in the trunk, something. That's interesting. So, the yeah. first air conditioning I ever saw, my dad had a 58 Pontiac. Hmm. And he put a Coleman. Right for the car, plugs into the cigarette lighter. That's <laughs> out on the transmission hump. Oh, wow. That's so you funny. Put chunks of ice in it. It'd be great as long as the ice held up. And when the ice was gone and <laughs> just had water, it wasn't worth it. No, probably then it just becomes humid in the car. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh. That was my dad's cheap attempt to air condition the car. <laughs> Put the ice cubes awesome. in the Coleman. Can, All right, Jack. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thanks for Thank listening you, and calling in. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. We'll go from Jack to Harley on the show again. Hi, Harley. Harley. Hey. Hey, guys. I, uh, I got an air conditioning story, but first of all, I wanted to mention to you that uh, Cadillac was a Brom. The G was oh, silent Brom. in there. Brom. Sorry about that. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank but anyway, you. Um, my, my parents retired to Sun City, Arizona, back in the early 70s. <clears throat> and my dad was loaded, had all kinds of money. But he went into a car dealership in the, in the early 70s, and uh, he bought a car right off the, the showroom floor. And he said to the guy, he said, uh, he says, I love this car, but... Uh, I'll only take it on one conditioning if you take the air conditioning out. And, and this guy says, what? He says, yeah, I love this car, but take the air conditioning out and I'll, I'll pay cash for it. And uh, the guy said, hey, you got to understand one thing. We're in Phoenix. And if you ever go to resell this car, you'll never get a dime out of it. It's unless it has air conditioning in it. <laughs> yeah. and, so, and so he ponied up for the air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, and drove sure. that car for about six years. <laughs> oh, wow, that's the right decision. Uh, yeah. You're he not was, gonna. He was, he was so tight he had to screw his socks on in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and he had all kinds of money, even, huh? That yeah. is, that's he was, something. He died a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's why. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd like to die a millionaire, but I'd like to die having spent a millionaire's dollars. That's there what you I'd go. Like to do. Yeah, for sure. All right, Harley, thanks for the story. Appreciate it, my friend. Have a good day. Thanks for calling in. 855-340-ZONE to get on the show. Be part of the action here, 855-340-ZONE. Roger, while we wait for more calls, yeah. uh, I was reading that the Subaru BRZ, you can't get one anymore. They're they're ceasing production on the BRZ. Yeah, I, still, I still have one. I have one left. Okay. Love to sell it. Nice car. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're amazing cars. Yeah, they're they're fun. The only complaint that you hear about the BRZ, it has a 200 horsepower motor and a very light car, but people want more. Mm. Um, so they're ceasing production for a couple of years and redoing it and coming back with something different. It'll be interesting to see what it is. Uh, BRZ's been in partnership with Toyota. Yeah. They have, it used to be the Sound uh, FRS, and I forget what they call it now. But same car, same 
mechanical car, same body, same transmission, different interiors, and Toyota tunes theirs to be a drifter. Super turns their tunes theirs to hug the corners and be fun to drive. Wonder so, if that uh if that turbocharged two point four would would go in there. I don't know. I, well, I tell you what, if you've opened up a hood of a BRZ, it's awfully tight space in there. So it's our only car we produce. It's not all wheel drive. Um, it's rear wheel. Yeah, rear wheel drive. And it's all about the center of gravity. The center of gravity on that car is 10 inches off the ground. Mm. So, but it's fun to drive. First time I got to driving that was back uh, when it first came out, we went to a dealer meeting back in New Orleans and they had professional drivers driving the uh, racetrack there with them. Boy, I tell you, you talk about fun. Take a ride on a racetrack with a professional driver and stuff they can do. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, it is fun. If you ever get the experience to do it, you need to do it. I, I probably would, but I would. It would. Oh. You'd have to drug me and then wake me up before the before he takes off. Oh no 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 no! We were in Dallas. Um, they had a you know the super dealer meeting. They had a course set up that kind of mimicked the Isle of Man, where they go do the time trial, the speed trials around the island. Hmm. And they were timing everybody, and one of uh, Subaru's rally, rally drivers was there. And he took the BRZ through it and just annihilated everybody by like, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 seconds through there. And then the second time he took it through, Josh Goldsmith, who, you know, got to ride with him uh-huh. and drifted the whole course. <laughs> and that car, it was sideways all the way around that course. He still did it faster than everybody else that drove it. <laughs> <laughs> so they are so talented in just their knowledge of, you know, how far they can push the cars and how to get the most out of it. It's pretty incredible. That's that's ridiculous. Oh no, it's fun. <laughs> uh, I'll be I'll be shocked if that new BRZ does not come manual standard or uh, manual transmission. Right? It's got to be. We'll see. You know, manuals are. They're going away. It used to be you bought a manual transmission for a couple of reasons. You bought it because they're usually a thousand dollar less than a, an automatic back in the day, hmm. back in the dark ages. Hmm. And then it got five to six miles a gallon better. Yes, mileage. The price differential between an automatic and manual is pretty pretty small now. It's four, five, six hundred bucks. Yeah. And the gas mileage on the automatics is higher than ones on the manual. Yeah, for sure. It, the, it's just a more efficient transmission. Yeah, the machines are smarter than than, yeah. uh, than we are. They're they're easier to they're easier on the car, even even in a standard uh, transmission for sure. Well, honestly, in this day and age, I, I I went I used to only drive manuals up till 1996. Bought a, a T100 and I went automatic. I was Toyota's midsize truck back then. I went automatic because it gave me one more seat in it. And, you know, it's about the time you started using cell phones and everything, and I'd never go back. No, I With wouldn't, yeah. What we have here and, you know, you, you, cell phones, and I've, I've gotten lazy in my old age, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's be honest. Hey, before we take a break, let's get back out to the phone lines, 855-340-ZONE. We got two callers waiting. We'll start with Joe. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pardon, Joe. Uh, thank you for having me. Um yeah, I was just uh, uh, listening to you guys, and for the longest time, I have had air conditioner in the car, 
But uh, we had a station wagon that was manual that I drove um, that you started with the flathead screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> he who, sure set, man, who set that up? Who'd you have uh, I, fix that? I don't know. Uh, it was old. I don't know how old the car was, but uh, uh, I think my dad may have fixed that up. Wow. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I know I do know how to drive manual, and and it is rare nowadays to have people that know how to do that. So yeah, um, for sure. But um, uh, uh, another note I was going to say is uh, I'm glad to have NBA back. Yes, sir. Amen, Joe. And You've been enjoying and it? Go, yes, I have. Good. And go Jazz. Well, yeah. thank you, Joe. Absolutely. Tune in, 1230 pregame, uh, 1.30 tip-off today. Jazz taking on the Thunder in their uh, second game there in the Orlando bubble. Second of the eight seeding games before the playoffs begin. 855-340-ZONE. Daniel is next. He's got another air conditioning story. Hey, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Hey, how are you doing? We're great. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks. Um, this one is a while ago in my childhood days. Um, in the summer of 98, my family moved from Ohio to Logan, Utah. And my my dad had a 93 Camry and and my mom usually had this Toyota Corolla about the same age. The Corolla did not have air conditioning, and the Camry did. And so they made a deal <laughs> that the person with, with the air conditioning had to drive us three boys, and the person without <laughs> air conditioning could drive by themselves. But, and we were all under the age of nine, so I'm kind of curious, like, as dads, like, would you rather have, not have the air conditioning yeah. or have three kids and listen to reruns of Mickey Mouse? Oh. all across um, the traveling from Ohio to Utah. <laughs> wow, that no is a tea. dilemma, Daniel. Sorry. No yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so we do something similar at our house. Uh, we, we've got the, the incredible Subaru that we lease with all the awesome safety features, but then we've also got this old, used, beat-up Honda CRV that doesn't have any safety features other than seatbelts. Uh, and sometimes for working tires. And when whoever has the, the baby, they drive the safe car, which is more often than not my wife, uh, but that's, that's different than AC or no AC. I think I would honestly take the, a, I would take the air conditioning and find a way to love Mickey Mouse reruns, Roger. I'd go, I'd go no AC. You would long. not. You are a liar. No, you, would, you, would, you would do that and 10 minutes later be begging to hey, I, drove, I moved my son from here to Florida <laughs> 10 years ago, 11 years ago, 12, whenever it was. Yeah. Um, he had his car slow, so loaded down, it was in August, first week of August, that if you ran the AC, it overheated the car. <laughs> we drove here to Gainesville, Florida in two and a half days, four windows down. Ugh. All the way there, through Texas, through Louisiana, and into the sweltering humidity of Florida. Oh my gosh! So I've done it. <laughs> it wasn't enjoyable. Ugh. But you you think that's more enjoyable than uh, Miska Muska Mickey Mouse for the well, two and a half days? 
I think it's, a, you know, having traveled with the kids, our youngest went to school up in Coos Bay for first two years of college. Uh-huh. And uh, her her dad and stepmom and siblings, we all went up together with her. But we had, we left early and her dad and her mom drove her vehicle up. We had three younger kids with us, the youngest being two. And by the time you get a two-year-old in the car, you know, we'd let them out and play every couple hours. And she was going through the potty training. She figured out that she said she needed to go potty. She could get out of the car. <laughs> Smart I can't kid. tell you how many times we stopped. So I don't know. It's a toss-up. I would probably trade off, honestly. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Funny stuff. But I have done the cross-country drive with no AC. It's no fun. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> if that's what hell is, I'll repent right now. For sure. Oh, you know, I think hell might be a little cooler <laughs> <laughs> and and shorter than Texas driving through Texas. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I never realized how big Texas was. Yeah, it's half the country, it seems. Um, we entered it at six o'clock in the morning and left at eleven o'clock at night, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and saw no, no change in those uh, fifteen uh, hours. Not, yeah. yeah, not until just about the time we we're heading into Louisiana. Then it got pretty. Yeah. Hey, uh, I lied. Let's fit one more call in before we go to break. Eric has called hey, Eric. in. Eric, welcome to Utah Carsonets. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for calling. Hey, so my the best car we had was my dad bought an 89 Toyota pickup for $8,500, brand new. Yeah. And then he bought that one because the four-wheel drive version was 12 12.5. That gives you an idea for the time. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, so he, he bought it stripped, the you know the base model, manual transmission. That thing that thing was wrecked multiple times, and in the end, my brother sold it a few years ago with over 200,000 miles. Still sold it for 1,800 bucks. Wow, that's <laughs> not bad. <laughs> yeah, so it was a good it was a good vehicle. Standard cab or extra cab? Nope, just the standard cab, two-wheel drive, no AC, no radio, no nothing. <laughs> Vinyl or cloth seats back then? <laughs> Probably cloth, yeah. Uh, I think it was cloth, yeah. But I yeah, do agree with... Yeah, I was going to say, I do think it's a good. it was a good car to learn on because of the... Uh, I think learning on a manual kind of teaches you how to drive a little better. It's a good way to learn, in my opinion, but, you know... You know hmm. It is an old. It is an old trade. So, <laughs> and so that's awesome. your NBA car is the the pickup there, the eighty five hundred dollar pickup. Yeah, and then the the uh, what was the other one? The baseball. MLB car would. Yeah, yeah. The baseball car would be the the one Kia Sophia. <laughs> we had. Even if you bought the that new, broke. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the the trunk clutch broke. The heater broke. And both I took into the actual uh, Kia dealer, and they couldn't fix it. Mm. And eventually, the timing belt broke when it had ninety thousand miles. Yeah. Wow. So that was kind of a we scrapped that, and so the one and that had AC, so that was actually <laughs> the Toyota was better. <laughs> oh, funny stuff. Yep. Thank you, Eric. That that so is. If you missed it, the the poll question today was. The NBA has had no COVID positive tests in that bubble situation in the last two weeks. They're doing well. They're they're having amazing games. They're they're hitting their stride. Meanwhile, baseball is on the verge of canceling everything. They just had another team today pop positive for six cases. So we're asking for your NBA car, 
and your MLB card today on Utah Carson. It's 855-340-ZONE. We'll come back for our final segment next. Talk a little more uh, sports and cars mixed together here on Utah Carson. Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Final segment this week. Starting August off hot here on Utah Car Sense. That's how it should be, man. Yeah. (laughs) Bacon and bacon. What's that? We're shaking and baking. Shaking and bake. You shake, I'll bake. Or you, know, uh, you bake, I'll shake. We were joking about it last night as we we're finishing up the month, thinking about bringing uh, you know, cookie sheet and cookie dough and sitting it on the dash of a car to see if we could get bacon inside of it. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> Have you ever done that before? No, but it you know, smell awfully good, you'd think. It would bring the <laughs> yeah, it'd bring people to the showroom. Just to smell the cookies. <laughs> but uh, honest to goodness, and I swear it's hot enough that you could probably do that and be just fine. Probably so. And, and the, 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 I, I, you've seen the videos of people cooking eggs on the, the engine block or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, or on the hood, even. And Nah. Uh, in fact, I saw a video of someone that they did a full breakfast. Pancakes, eggs, sausage. Really? Right there on the hood of their, of their car. I think it was in Galveston. Huh. Ten or six, ten or eleven years ago, but anyway. Wow. I can think of other things I would rather not, where I'd rather cook. Than <laughs> <laughs> ah, God made dirt, dirt won't hurt. How about that saying? Yeah. All you right. know, what can we say? Well, dirt never killed anybody. <laughs> a lot of dirt does, though. So yeah. look at look at little babies and toddlers, man. They eat more stuff. Seriously, my my two year old, I swear she has a, a, a two tracked program mind. Say hi and be friendly to every person that comes across her path, which is which yeah. is the good. The bad, though, is the only other track on her mind is as soon as her eyes open in the morning until they close at night for the 10 minutes that she sleeps, all she's thinking about is, how can I make my dad try to save my life again? <laughs> she finds the most fascinating ways to, to walk the edge between life and death every single day. And it's just like... I, I became a, a when you become a father or a mother, you become a paramedic, you uh-huh. become a, 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 an executioner, you become, yeah. <laughs> you become everything. The law and the order uh, rests on your shoulders there. Maybe if you weren't out there making her mow the lawn all the time, you'd have to make rest. her mow the lawn. I don't make her mow the lawn all the time, and it's a it's a battery powered one. It's not that. Put your fingers in there, see if this works. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my five year old grandson. Uh, Decided to play Superman off the stairs last week. Oh, is he all right? And right, right into my son's ankle, right on the you know nub of the bone. Yeah, chipped one of his teeth in half. Oh, <laughs> uh, baby teeth. Hopefully, hopefully it wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah baby teeth. You know, just yeah, you know, kind of had to emulate his his aunt. His aunt, my my daughter lost one tooth completely and chipped half of a tooth off at about two years old. Really. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I don't oh, know. the rest of the family with teeth, you know. I feel like I was a boring kid watching my 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 uh, daughter run around. I'm like, I I never had any of this amount of energy or fun. 
Oh, you just don't remember it. Yeah, probably so. I did try to climb the Christmas tree when I was a couple, uh, like, I think I was 15 months old. Broke, really? Fell and broke my arm on that. I don't remember it. But, ah. So you, anyway. so you were adventuresome. <laughs> well, I think that was the end of it. I think that was the, the beginning and the end of I think I learned my lesson then. Because uh, oh, I'm not an adrenaline junkie whatsoever. Absolutely uh, not. Adrenaline rocks. <laughs> Says the man with three knee replacements or whatever you're on. Only now. one knee replacement, three, you know, four shoulder surgeries. Two so, Achilles. Yeah. Like, oh, two Achilles. Yeah. <laughs> You've gone uh, through 2020 without a surgery, though, haven't you? No, I started 2020 off with a surgery. Oh, yeah, the Achilles. I yeah. did my knee. Or the January. knee. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But other than that, no, the good thing is only one this year. <laughs> yeah. And you met your deductible in January. That's another good news. Not, you know, we, we, we're insured uh, via the state, and they run July 1 to June 30th. Oh. So we just restarted our deductible. I was I was through my deductible a long time. <laughs> you were last getting July, all kinds of stuff done. 24 yeah. days of July. Now, August 1st last year, uh, today I was through my deductible. That's when I had my Achilles done. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and and so then you went ahead and got those calf implants and the hair plugs and all the all that stuff. Yeah, you see my hair is so beautiful, all these plugs. <laughs> That's why I grow it on my face. I can't grow it on my head. <laughs> hey, uh while we're being ridiculous, here's a story from the ridiculous category. Yeah. New Hampshire has approved flying cars. <laughs> Now, there's an asterisk, obviously. On Wednesday, the Granite State passed House Bill 1182, a.k.a. the Jetson Bill, into law. And the transportation bill includes a provision that makes flying cars legal on public roads. There aren't any to hit the roads yet, but it's a future forward gesture, we suppose. Uh, So, essentially, they've said, when you invent them, you can drive them legally on our roads in New Hampshire. Why? <laughs> they don't say anything about yes, you can fly them in our air in New Hampshire, but you can fly, right. you can drive them on their roads in New Hampshire. Do, do does New Hampshire have that much time on their hands that in a pandemic year they have the, the opportunity to pass the most ridiculous, useless <laughs> bill that's ever been written? Maybe they just felt like people needed a smile. Why? Why <laughs> didn't they also pass a bill that says yes, you are allowed to own dragons? As pets. Uh, yeah, and, totally ridiculous. <laughs> That's just impartial. Uh, Jake I, Scott's locked out of the studio. If you go let him in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought it was only me locked out of there. No, uh, we, we locked Jake out too. Uh, oh, yeah, CIR. But yeah, to, to, have, to have this bill... Yes, you can have flying cars when they when they finally exist. That's It's so ridiculous, but... That is. Anyway. Uh, so... We were talking, you know, off the air earlier. Uh, the 2021 Crosstrek is out. Okay. And they have a new version called the Sport, a new trim level Sport. Tell us about it. And then, well, the Sport is sportier by definition, uh, a little different interior trim. The neat thing is the Sport and the limited Crosstrek for 21 get a brand new motor in. Yes, they sir. They get a 2.5 liter. 2.5? 2.5, 182 horsepower. Oh my gosh! I thought there's I was a, I thought I was doing great with my two point four Forester. Yeah. Now you're well, telling it, me there's a 0.5 cross trek. There is a 0.5 cross trek. It's going to put out 182 horse, which is 32 more horsepower than it currently has, or the, the lower trim models will have. That would be our maybe only 
problem with our cross trek was it took a second to get going. Yeah, you got to drive them. You know, you got to understand how they work. And you got to drive and use the motor, and but that's how they're designed to go. I know my daughter, my twenty-two-year-old, twenty-three-year-old, hmm. she has a cross trek that we leased. Uh, her lease is coming up in November. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, joining me uh, and us now in studio, Roger is newly. Uh, new owner of a Subaru yes. himself, Jake Scott. My legacy, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I, Fantastic. I, I've got to weigh in on the poll question. Okay. And Please. and I, I dashed in here because <laughs> I, I've got, uh, and I've got to tell you about this Civic too, this 92 Civic. It was incredible. And it all kind of fits in all the right. same story, all right? So my NBA car was the car I just, uh, just uh, got rid of, my 09 uh, Hyundai Sonata, Roger. Bought it, damaged title, bought it new. <laughs> so I knew that I was going to have to drive this car straight into the ground. Right? Yeah. You're never going to resell it, yeah. 225,000 miles later. <laughs> Wow! My wife finally convinced me to get rid of uh, get rid of that uh, Sonata, and I had hardly a problem, like awesome. nothing major. He even it was, drove it on golf courses. I did and with no problem. <laughs> that that happened. So that's that's the easy one. My NBA car, my <laughs> my uh, <laughs> my uh, my what are we doing? Major League Baseball yeah, car yeah. here. All right, and it's tied into this this Civic story in a weird way. And I'll try to make this fast because I know your guys' time is uh, is valuable, but. So my dad handed down to me an 87 Honda Accord when I turned 16. Nice. Nice. Sedan? Sedan. Brand new, basically, then, huh? Great shape. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I had to crash that car. Uh, in about two months of driving, <laughs> distracted, <laughs> distracted driving is a real thing, people. Even, even yeah. in the, uh, the early nineties. Huh? Oh man, I I, oh, I wrecked wow. that car good. Uh, so uh, my my mother knows a Brazier. Uh, are they still the uh, the auto auction family? No, they sold they sold it to uh, Odessa. Uh, okay, so well, in my day, they were the auto auction family, and yep. uh, so they said, "Oh, come on out to the to the lot, pick something out, and you know, whatever." I was like, "Okay, sweet deal." So I see this Ford, and I can't even remember what the the model name is. It Taurus? Was, no, no, no. no. It was. I don't think they make them anymore. It was kind of a more sp- probe. It was like a probe. Pinto. It was a probe. No, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. So they uh, work with a, a, a car dealership that's in the family that I don't even know if it's still around or whatever. They get it from the auction for me. I get into it, loving it, driving it, uh, try to get on the freeway, and this thing's not going faster than 35 <laughs> miles an hour. It's the, it's the ramp speed. I mean, all you I'm get. like, well, this, this, can't, this can't be right. So, so this, is, this is my Major League Baseball car because I, I get it back there, and I'm like, hey, guys, so I don't, I don't know if this is going to work. And they were like, oh, yeah, we looked at it, and uh, we wondered why you were buying a car that, that, did, that could never get out of second gear. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway it was like okay no one well, told you though nobody nobody it. told me so they were they were they were nice enough to take it back and I, I don't know what happened to, to that car but they were like they were they were nice enough to say we'll we'll keep an eye out for a car that fits into your price range and so i was like okay and they, they a few weeks later they come back and they were like we have found this civic that we think we think you will like <laughs> bright teal Hatchback, 
two-door Civic with a mirror on the gas cap. Don't ask me why. <laughs> tri tri spoke custom wheels. Wow. Wow. And then from uh, the. By the uh, way, if I had dreamed up a Jake Scott car, that's probably what I would have dreamed of. Oh, we called it. Just the, the weirdest, strangest looking we thing. Were, we called it the Teal Mobile. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, so it, it had a new engine ish, newish, like higher performance engine in it uh, yeah. that they, they had replaced. So uh, on top of that, though, no power steering. <laughs> manual transmission, no air conditioning. Uh, the only thing power it had was a sunroof for some reason. The sunroof was powered, uh, but but the good news is the good news is it had a bumping sound system. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was rattling people's houses. I loved this car, but sweating it out in the summer was rough. Whoa. was rough but I'll, I'll tell you this i'm so glad I, I learned how to drive a manual transmission yeah. i wish i i wish i had one today i, I really do i loved it yeah so well, anyway you guys had a great show i had to weigh in forgive me great. for for hijacking it roger it's good to talk to you good to talk to you jake all right yeah, have a good day. That, all right that's legacy owner jake scott now that's your NBA car. Oh say. yeah, I yeah love now it. it's your MBA no car. i, I yeah. love it yeah roger get that get that oh sorry go ahead yeah. <laughs> hey, good to have you back on the show, my friend. Thanks, man. Good to Glad be here. Things are going well, and uh, uh, like you said earlier, if people are looking for employment, you guys have a lo- uh, some options. Got jobs. So check them out, Mark Miller Subaru on their website. That's Roger Parkin, general sales manager of the South of the Southtown store. For Brian Brown behind the glass, our thanks to Jake Scott for stopping in. Our thanks to our callers today, Greg, Jack, Harley, Joe, Daniel, and Eric. We'll be back next week right here on Utah Carson. It's coming up at 1230, pregame for the Utah Jazz here on the Zone Sports Network.